Welcome to the Happy Hour Marketing Show with Nick, Nige and Dom. Hi everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the Happy Hour Marketing Show, our brand new podcast dedicated to talking about the world of advertising and marketing. So Nick, do you want to give us a flavour about what people can expect to hear from us on? Yeah, sure, nice. So um, we, uh, we, I think we're going to try and cover sales and marketing as a big, broad subject, but but um, try and get it down to a level that makes it engaging, um, easy to listen to, not too highbrow. Um, we're going to focus on digital. Let's be honest. It, it, you know, it's where we are now. It's inevitably where the future will be. We all need to embrace it. We all need to get better at it, uh, including ourselves. But uh, there's a lot out there, and we need to bring that down to uh, a position where it's um, it makes sense to everyone. Um, for that reason, we're going to focus on the on the small to medium sized businesses out there. Um, you know, the ones who um, you know many of you, of course, are already moving quite quite confidently into the realm of um, digital marketing. But but you know, equally, um, some of you um, are less confident and. And, and and let's be honest, it's a it's a it's a big wild world out there in this regard. It's changing by the day. So so we're gonna try we're gonna try and pitch it at that sort of level, really. And I think um, and I think uh, you know as, as much as that as well, we'll talk around you know, other aspects of the you know the, the marketing mix, the sales funnel, you know, the changes in the marketplace, new trends, things we can capitalize on, things we need to do differently, some of the problems we encounter. Um, yeah, I think I think that probably covers it really. And you know and and just. Just make it a you know a nice a nice um, weekly chat for for us certainly ourselves here but you know all of you hopefully will listen. What do you think, Dom? Yeah, I think that sums it up nicely. Um, the other thing I just mentioned is that we're going to try and get as much interaction going as we can. So when you're listening, um, we'll make sure we we give you a platform to get your questions in, and you can ask us. One of the big reasons we're here is to to try and answer those questions and try and help you overcome some of the hurdles that you find on a, on a day to day basis when you're trying to get your marketing off the ground or explore a new way of marketing and we really want to answer those questions that you are struggling with on on a day-to-day basis so we want to cover that as well um so nick from your point of view you know what and your background what gives you the kind of expertise to to help people and and where have you come from and and what do you see your role as being on a day-to-day basis and where do you want to take it going forward yeah so i've um Nigel gave me a nice introduction at the start. Um, I won't go into job titles, etc. here and who we work for too much. But but the bottom line is, um, you know, I've, I've come from, let's say, um, literally before digital to where we are now. Uh, I'd like to think I'm um, a, a, a very good, um, uh, you know, a broad, good old rounder, I think, really, to be honest, in terms of marketing. I wouldn't say I'm an expert in any one thing equally. I wouldn't say I'm um, I'm a jack of all trades. Uh, I think I can cover most bases. And but to be honest, my my learning curve over the last um, I'd say probably ten years at least um, has taken me really from you know a traditional marketing view to to one that's very much embedded in you know in 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 digital marketing and and specifically customer acquisition. Um, and, and and you know my background reflects that. So I've um, I, I started my career um, just over twenty years ago now in in some small agencies um, coming out of Cheltenham and then into Bristol. Um, but then I, I moved into the world of um, media publishing, which is which is really my industry 
ever since really and 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 that is an industry that has largely reflected the changes that you know are going on now um and that we all need to focus on yeah great um, stuff. so yeah that's uh, that probably covers my background and, and where are you doing your podcast from today nick where are you where, where are you based so i'm sitting here in in plymouth today it's a nice sunny day um right at the top of the country uh we've got a we've got a nice uh, network down here um broadband speed's okay um, and we're and we're not and actually we're not on lockdown either. Um, so uh, not yet, anyway. So we're I'm in a good place right now. Brilliant, yeah, lovely. No, lovely to be part of the uh, the site there, Nick, representing our our southern counties. But uh, and what about you, Tom? So do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? You know, what kind of angle you're coming on on the podcast anyway, and a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So for me, grew up in Bristol. Um, and still live here now with a, with a couple of years in London in between. Um, bit of background, so growing up, my friends used to call me Mowgli because um, <laughs> I'm uh, half Indian and half English. They always used to say I had some ethnic roots, uh, but I'm fully westernised, so uh, that's why they used to call me that. Um, from a marketing point of view, I started my career, uh, my marketing career, at John Lewis in Cribs Causeway, so many of you will know that store, even if you are down in the southwest there, or would have been your closest one for a long while. So um, started there from a point of view of taking big national campaigns and making that work on a, on a local level. So working with local media to uh, book advertising and, and request ads about different products and services that we were either doing really well on in the shop or, or struggling with a little bit, but also uh, helping out around what the look and the feel in the shop should be like and what that customer experience would look like um, from the moment they visit our page online right through to when they get into the store so making sure there's a continuity there working very closely with the visual merchandising team to work out what was going to be best when people came out of lifts and entered the store and all that kind of look and feel stuff as well as well as kind of looking from a branding perspective and making sure everything was on point and uh, looking respectable and exactly how John Lewis would want to look so um, that was where I started my marketing career and, and got a real taste for it and loved it um, I wanted a little bit more kind of client side and, and kind of agency experience to give me a bit more of a, a flavour of how media worked from, from the inside out, as it were, rather than just booking the ads. Uh, so I moved to London for a couple of years and worked for an agency called Manning Gottlieb, um, and that was on Bond Street, really amazing place to work. I used to work in an office um, uh, right next to Selfridges. We used to call uh, Selfridges the corner shop. Um, so that was really good fun there. We used to nip there on our, our lunch breaks and stuff and worked with a load of different clients there, which was great from an experience point of view. So worked with lots of big motor dealers, the likes of uh, Renault and Volkswagen, worked on Specsavers. They do a load of local, really highly hyper-local targeted media, which was really interesting as well. Um, and that was really planning different marketing campaigns. So um, worked with Virgin Trains a lot. So they might want to, they wanted to sell, say, more seats um, from one part of the country to another we'd look at the demographic they were trying to target we'd look at the best media that demographic would be using using a load of insight tools uh, book the media plan it report on their results and all that kind of thing um, and then moved back to bristol from london uh, when my partner and i had our first child we couldn't make that work in london unfortunately and we always thought if we wanted to live in london we were going to live centrally uh, and we did that for a few years which was great but couldn't make that work um, when Abs fell pregnant so we moved back to Bristol. Um, my role in Reach developed so uh, alongside Nigel here, we, Nigel and I have been working together a long time and when I first got back we uh, looked after the marketing for a region which was just Bristol, Gloucestershire, 
Somerset and Dorset. Um, and since that, that role's ex expanded and uh, now kind of tend to specialise more on the inside side of things. So if you want to know something about our audience, um, then I'll be the one that tries to filter that audience from our amazing audience of nearly 43 million people last month um, and try and filter that down to something that's more relevant for local advertisers and give the tools to the commercial team to do that. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and a whistle wow. stop tour. So I'll tend to take the lead on anything insight based. Um, and yeah, we've all got different skills. So that's mine. Yeah, you're definitely the uh, the insight guy behind everything. And now you're uh, you moved back to Bristol for your first order, didn't you? And now you've got two. We skills. sure have. Yeah, we've got little uh, Liv, who's um, six now, and Izzy as well, who's uh, three. So yeah, really fantastic life in Bristol for those two, which is great. Nice. Maybe a couple of future marketers, you know, right there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Their father's what maybe, will yeah. it look like by then? Who knows? Know. What about you, Nigel? Uh, for me, really, yeah, similar similar backgrounds as well. I'm I'm born and raised in Belfast. I don't have a T-shirt or a tattoo to prove it, but yeah, that's where uh, I grew up. Um, and similar to Nick, really, our our, our paths never really crossed. Um, but we both began our marketing careers in Cheltenham. Um, for me, I started out in working for a a fully integrated marketing agency specialising more in digital journeys. Um, I seem to sort of fall into sectors such as recruitment and property. Mainly the clients that we worked with were from London. But I think, like, to be fair, like many marketers, I didn't really sit there as a as a 12-year-old kid and go, oh, do you know what? When I grow up, I really want to be in marketing. You know, I don't think, yeah, I agree. you know, people might disagree, but I kind of think, oh, you know, you don't sit there dreaming of a, of a role in marketing. But I kind of fell into it at 16, 17. Um, and my father was uh, in sales development. Uh, for a printing company at the time and I think I always attached myself and had you know looked up to him in a way of of what he was like with people and you know what his sales processes were and you know for me it was it was about understanding the business side of it I always had an interest in um so I, I lived in and worked in Cheltenham for 10 years I moved to Bristol in 2016 um from a, a job perspective, I probably did that to, you know, further my career, work in a slightly bigger city, a more range of clients to be able to work with. But um, if any of my family ask, it was purely down to the fact I would, you know, I commute and possibly, you know, be a little bit closer to the airport for visiting family. But that's probably a reason. Um, and I've been with Reach, really. My, my career with Reach sort of spanned over, um, it's my 10th anniversary this year, actually. Whoa. 10 years with a group. Um, and my role now as sort of head of you know b2b marketing really just evolves around brand building areas you know looking at um enrichment of leads and and how we actually acquire new customers um and i've got a massive passion for um brand communications and design um i think what makes us all a little bit different as nick you highlighted was you know we've we've all got our different expertise but similar to you nick i'd probably say i'm, I'm very much an all-rounder i don't specifically have a specialism there's not one aspect of marketing I, I class myself as an expert in. Um, it's just really about having a, a good all-round knowledge of what the marketing process and sales process journeys are. And, um, you know, obviously influencing those through, you know, high-end campaigns and things. So, yeah, never really, never really started out. Did any of you guys actually, you know, sit at a young age and go, right, marketing's for me? Do, do you know what, for me, I, I didn't know what it was and I, I'm... I'm not 100% sure what it is, in honesty. You know, it covers so much now, doesn't it? It's so broad. We're looped into so much and we're part of so much of the business that it's, it feels like a healthy thing. But for me, I used to love watching the ads. You know, yeah. I, I used to love watching the adverts and I, I used to love the music. I'm I used so to love the, the yeah. I used to 
love some of them. Some of them are so memorable to me. I remember I remember a Reebok ad, the belly's going to get you. I'm not sure yeah. if people remember that one, but I remember thinking that is, you know, I don't remember it now. There's loads of stuff I used to love. I used to love the old VW ads and all this stuff. So I used to think that's what it was, if you see what I mean. And then, you know, as you get older and you look into it more, you realise that advertising and marketing and all it and media, they're all quite different. They're interlinked, but they're all quite different. They've all got to work together, but they've all got very specialist. And I very, very quickly realised that I was nowhere near creative enough for that. It's not where my skills were. So yeah. really that's what I wanted to do is come up with ads and I wasn't ever going to be uh, good enough or talented enough at that. But um, yeah, so I didn't get, yeah. I, didn't, I fell into it a bit like you. Yeah. What about you, Nick? I mean, is, is there something sort of stands out? Is this where you turn around and tell us, oh yeah, no, I was the guy in school <laughs> that dreamt of this, you know, is this, is this where you, you thought you would be? Far, far from it, far from it, guys. I've, I, although to be fair, I, 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 I'm sure my teachers and perhaps my parents might say that I was fairly creative from a young age. Not that that's a prerequisite for marketing, by the way. Although it, it, in many cases it helps. Um, no, I, I, I'm much the same as you. I, 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 you know, I don't believe I was aware of it as a career. You know, although to be fair, I thought that from a young age, I thought the only careers you could have were train drivers and fire firemen. To be honest. <laughs> I, I, I think. Um, you know, but then, you know, when I look back, I think from a young age, and this still applies now, to be fair, and, and Nigel, I know you're going to jump all over this. Um, I've always been attracted to um, certain brands, right? Now, mm-hmm. now, I, you know, yeah. people buy certain mm-hmm. buy from certain brands commercially um, for all sorts of reasons, and I don't honestly believe that everyone truly understands their motivations behind that. To be honest, yeah, um, of why they do and don't. I don't know how many people actually consider it, but. But I, I was always attracted to certain brands, um, and a slum now, of course, just like we all are. And, and but it was only I think uh, I, I don't think I understood the reasons why from an early age. But when I got into my sort of late teens, I think, and early twenties, I started and trying to understand the the science behind that. Yeah. yeah. The science behind why certain brands are appealing to us, and all the mechanisms and the and the triggers and the buttons that brands and companies can push to make that happen or not happen. Um, and, 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 then, and then obviously that, that then moved into the world of marketing. And whilst there's a lot more to, let's say, brand management than pure marketing, um, it does form a big chunk of it. Uh, and, and that really is really what appealed to me. And, and to be honest, it still does. You know, I'm fascinated yeah. by how brands can evolve their, obviously the health of their, the company that, which is behind them, but, but can evolve the positioning of, of them in the marketplace, the positioning of their the minds of their clients, customers, or even their potential clients and customers and what they need to do to change that, that position. Yeah. What they need to do to change their target audience, what they need to do there to evolve, you know, and, and this comes into brand repair as well. And, you know, and look at companies like Apple, you know, and those sort of ones that are easy to grab the top of the shelf down. So it's talking about brands, you know, what they need to do, you know, consistently, day in, day out, week on, week out, year on, year, to try and maintain their position. Because ultimately, that brand position is what enables them to charge what they do for their products. That's yeah. simple as that. If that brand position wasn't there, they wouldn't be able to charge what they do. So that's always what fascinated me, and it, it still does. And, and, I, and I think I understand it. I think where, my, where, my, where our challenge is, and ultimately, <laughs> this is the challenge of many brands and marketeers, by the way, is how you... How you turn that into understanding into absolute traction in the marketplace? Yeah, completely. that's a hard bit. And you know, there's that massive perception out there that that um, 
a lot of marketing is, you know, meetings and lattes. Uh, and it is. And I, I, that's why you, us three love it. I know that. But that, um, That's why I signed up. That's why yeah. I signed up. Yeah, exactly. But so, you know, that's that's great. And, that, you know, we, we totally get that as well. Why why do you love it so much, Nigel? Why, why do you love your, your job day to day? Yeah, for me, there's a couple of things there. A lot of that resonates with exactly what you've just said, Nick. I think I think with marketing, you know, it's not just one thing. I often compare it to something like, you know, whether at school you were stronger at things like maths or English, you know. With English, you can refine answers. You know, you can create your own points. There's a creative method of writing something to get that point across. But with math, there's there's it's one answer. There There is an answer. And for me, marketing is kind of like a combination of them both. I love the creativity aspect of marketing to be able to go, do you know what? One size doesn't fit all. And mm-hmm. you've got to be able to look at all the different behaviors, all the different aspects of a business before you can simply just apply a plan or a strategy. Um, and for me, it's that ever-evolving world of marketing that really excites me to to be privileged enough to work within a, a career sector that allows you to, you know, start off by learning a very basic level of understanding around attraction for, for clients and, and, you know, brand communications, as you highlighted, Nick. You know, for me, it's just you're never done. You know, it feels like you can never actually accomplish it all. It's just... You know, we've seen it this year, you know, the advice that we would be providing, you know, listeners and things like that a year ago would be completely different to what we're talking about now. And it's it's those changes I like that, you know, we often say this when, you know, in a recruitment process for our team, you know, genuinely, there are no two days ever the same. There's the same plan and there's the, you know, the extension of the strategy. But fundamentally, every single day is completely different to to the last. And it's it's it was that side of it that attracted yeah. me in. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, my family were surrounded by graphic designers and and salespeople, and I'm quite fortunate enough to have married, you know, a very what I would class as a very aggressive saleswoman. <laughs> you know, sold it to me, but you know, it's it's all those aspects just attracted me. Yeah. you know, to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can relate to that as well. It's um, oh, it's maths, by the way, Nigel. You, you know, not math. Oh, is it not you, math? You, is no, that a Northern no. Irish thing? I, 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 I did want to jump in. I, oh, I, 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 I chose the moment not to correct you, to be honest. But um, yeah. Yeah, let's I'm, do it now. I'm Nick. glad it's that's not your maths. strong point. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. You don't just do it once. You yeah. know, you do it all that. Anyway, I was yeah, thinking yeah. English was <laughs> my strong point. Yeah, I've definitely felt that as well. So yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, I love all those bits about it as well. And and you know, I just love the fact that you don't know what's coming around the corner. You know, and, and that advice you were saying, Nick, as well, that you you started before digital and, you know, it only takes one app. It only takes one new algorithm, only takes one new craze that some kid can start on top in on, you know, in TikTok from his or her bedroom that can change the, your your strategy and your approach. So this idea, I think, of a marketing expert, I don't think it's actually there anymore. We, we can all use what we've got at our, at our disposal and the tools and the systems and the and your sort of feeling towards things, but but actually, it's so diverse now, and people can do their own stuff with such effectiveness that we can't really come across all the time and say that we're experts. This will definitely work, or it won't, yeah, because uh, you know, I think that's gone. That. Yeah. And then it's, for me, um... what I find fascinating about marketing on a day to day level is, you know, I'm a geek, I'm a sciencey guy, I'm into all that stuff, and you know, I love the all the information that we can get about people, and and not about individuals or their names or where they live or that kind of thing, but more about what they're going to do and their behavior and what they're likely to buy next and how much they're likely to spend and how we can use that to improve not only clients' effectiveness with their advertising, but also consumer journeys. You know, you're going to be advertised to. We want to make that more 
effective for you. We want to advertise products that you actually want, um, and we want to, you know, put you, point you towards the right companies. And with all the information that we can, we've got access to now, we can do that, and it's getting better and better all the time. And um, whilst taking into account people's preferences around privacy and, and that kind of thing as well, and not not um, being able to get too much granular information on people. So, yeah, that's that's what I love about it. So, I mean, it, it's pretty fair to say we're three guys that absolutely obsess and love you know we eat sleep and drink marketing you know to a degree so in terms of things that we're going to discuss obviously we're just three guys really passionate about marketing and we want to sort of highlight you know every aspect of it that we possibly can so it's fair to say guys isn't it we're going to be covering a range of loads of different topics that mainly connect to the digital marketing remit yeah um, but we're going to break down some of our sessions, aren't we, into specific areas. So, you know, we could be talking about online display. We could be talking about content marketing. We could be looking at email. Yeah. Um, what kind of other things do you think, Dom, we'll be, we'll be covering? So I think we want to talk about our own experience as well. So, you know, with, within mm. all that stuff, you know, we've, we've, we do our own webinar series. We do email marketing and we do that stuff. And, and actually, we've a lot of the time built that up from the ground upwards. So what we want to get across is that we can help you on those journeys because we've been through them. We've tried stuff that does work. We've tried stuff that doesn't work. Much more stuff that doesn't work than does. And hopefully we'll be able to take some of those learnings and, and stop you making the same mistakes a lot of the time. But we want to give you really practical advice. Um, so exactly as you mentioned, Nigel, email, uh, content marketing, how to get started with video, You know, having a bit of look into things like analytics and how you can actually use analytics to make uh, tangible changes that are going to make a difference to your bottom line. Um, and that's that's the point that we want to come from, really, you know, making sure that everything that we talk about you can use um, rather than just listen to. Absolutely. And, um, you know, thinking about it, obviously, the podcast, this is this is just the the opener to give everybody a flavor for what we're what we're looking at. But, you know, we work for, you know, the UK's largest news and media publisher. I mean, Nick, not many people are really going to know who Reach are as a brand, are they? We're quite a young brand. But you know, do you want to give everybody an idea, just a little intro in terms of, you know, who Reach are and what it is we do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Reach, um, it's a PLC company for a start. Um, it's uh, the name or that brand has, has now been around for um, circa two to three years. Uh, and prior to that, it was Trinity Mirror, um, which um, some of you might have heard of, to be fair. But, um, but either way, that's, that's, that is a, an older name that has, um, has, has come from the combination of actually quite a few other media companies over the years, to be honest. We're talking years and years and years. Um, top of that portfolio is obviously our national, our national brands, our news brands, and that covers the, the, the Mirror, the Daily Mirror, Mirror Online, of course, um, Daily Express, the Star. Um, and, and, then we, and then we go into our, our, our regional portfolio, really, which is, which is, you know, which is the, the most powerful in the UK. Um, and that and that gives us that that new combined online audience of forty three million um, people in the UK every month, or at least in the latest reporting month. Um, and if we, if we layer on the um, the print the print audience, the newspaper audience as well, the readers of those, which um, which is still hugely relevant. You know, we're talking forty seven million people um, at the UK, um, and of course that those brands there covering you know right at the top, so the the Daily Record in Scotland and down to the Manchester Evening News, which is which is one of the most powerful regional brands, not only in the UK but in in the world in terms of its penetration into the mm -hmm. into the local um, regional marketplaces. Yeah. Um, Liverpool Echo, 
um, down into the Birmingham Mail, coming across to Nottingham, the Nottingham Post, and over into Wales with uh, Wales Online and the Western Mail, and down here, obviously, where I'm now in Plymouth with the Plymouth Herald, and, and I could go on. Um, I'm not forgetting any of your um, counties, towns, and cities that you're listening from, of course. <laughs> um, we, we, cover, we cover a lot of it, uh, and I can't name them all. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking well into 100 here, but... But yeah, that's that's the scope of the company, and 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 on top of that, um, you know, with not only is that a media brand there, but it's all the commercial, let's say, products that fit around that that cover, you know, largely, you know, uh, I'd say probably sixty to seventy percent of, you know, uh, an effective, if if not large, larger than that, eighty or ninety percent of an effective marketing mix really across any any kind of channel, um, you know, all the way as. As Dom and Nigel have already said, from you know content marketing to online display, we're talking we're talking banner ads here, um, to uh, pay per click advertising to social, obviously to print to sponsorship. Um, you know we, we cover all of this and um, uh, and and obviously we leverage that. Um, and is that another another American in there as well? Is it leverage? I'm not even sure. To be honest. <laughs> but we're we're, we're taking we're taking um, that 47 million audience there, and and we're we're harnessing it around uh these products how was that for a uh, an off-the-cuff flavor of what yeah, the company well, well done. i was gonna top say staff. that that is yeah, that right. is top stuff i mean it's you know i've got to be honest as a brand we're not the easiest to really describe are mm. we you know if somebody said to us give us a 20 second elevator pitch on yeah. on exactly who you are i think nick you've absolutely um, absolutely smashed that i, so. I probably missed something glaringly obvious there and uh, and uh, maybe we can fix that in the edit who knows but uh, <laughs> i think that was pretty good Thanks for listening to the Happy Hour Marketing Show. We love reading and answering any questions you have. So drop us an email to reachcommercialmarketing at reachplc.com and we'll catch you on the next episode.